Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Hello, and welcome to episode 20. I'm so excited about today's episode. I actually talked with one of my very first mediumship teachers, Lisa Williams. I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode. We talked all about mediumship and living as a medium and the experiences that you have as a medium, the thoughts that you encounter when you're a medium, those fears that may come up as a medium while connecting in with the spirit realm. And I cannot wait for you to experience it. So I am going to read you a little bit about Lisa. Lisa was very young when she first saw spirits. She didn't know that these people were actually past. She thought they were friends and family that were coming to visit, but then they started to tell her how they died. Her parents just thought it was her overactive imagination. She lived with this gift for years. Lisa is a psychic medium, teacher, and the owner of the Lisa Williams International School of Spiritual Development. She's also starred in the hit TV show, Life Among the Dead, and Voices from the Other Side on Lifetime TV. To find out more info about Lisa and her upcoming classes and events, go to lisawilliams.com. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, Lisa, I'm so happy that you're here today. I can't wait to talk to you all about mediumship and your journey throughout the mediumship process, because I know that it can be a long one, especially with those mediums that are just starting out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, thanks for having me, because I think, I think topics like this and talks like this are really important, because at the beginning, you feel like you're in the middle of, you feel like you're alone and like, ah, what's going on? So I think it's really important. I, of course, I had to have you on the show because you are one of my first teachers. And I feel like, you know, everyone that knows me and me as a teacher or as a medium or whoever it may be, they always know that I learn from you. And I feel like that experience has completely changed my life. Mm-hmm. Nothing has been the same. And I'm so grateful for that. Oh, thank you. And I want other people to experience you um and just hear your story because i know a lot about you i know every angle of you so open with your students which i love um but can you tell everyone listening how you started getting into mediumship and how it came yeah i mean mediumship came to me in a very funny old way it's a very funny old old story because i i thought everyone saw dead people i thought everyone spoke to dead people i thought it was very normal uh i never expected me to be any different from any other child. And I guess growing up in the 70s and early 80s, because I'm a 73 baby, um, you know, growing up at that point, it it really was um, sort of hidden behind closed doors. And and when my grandfather passed away when I was seven years old on my mum's side, suddenly my, my grandmother came out, out of this closet that she'd been in for so long. And she started to have all these people line up outside her door and, and people would come and do all of this, uh, come for her for readings. And honestly, I had no idea what was going on. 
I was like, why is everyone coming to you? And they were like, well, I do readings and you'll do this one day. And I'm like, yeah, no, 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 I don't do this. And so I was seeing, you know, hands and faces coming out of the walls. Again, I thought it was normal. I knew what was going to happen at school that day. I just knew stuff. And, you know, you kind of think it's normal. I mean, it is to a child because there's no other rhyme nor reason why it shouldn't, shouldn't be normal. Um, so it, it just happened that way. And then my grandmother passed away, didn't teach me a thing, which I was like, really? Come on. Oh my gosh. Uh, and I fumbled my own way around it. Didn't go to a spiritualist church. Didn't, didn't get taught. I completely sort of came in from a spirit perspective and I went to a spiritualist church just to watch the demonstrations but I never really went into a spiritualist church to learn um, and I found I figured my way around and here I am sort of 20 something years later um, after she passed away sort of finding my own way and understanding it now and actually helping a lot more helping people where uh, you know, I was never taught it, but I, I teach from a spirit, a spirit angle. So for me, I just feel as though I try and give everything I can to spirit. But that's kind of my story. It's it's a it's an interesting one. It's certainly unique. Um, uh, but then again, it's also very common for a lot of people who have been seeing spirit from a very young age, uh, not being able to speak to anybody. Um, my parents didn't want to know. My brother was very skeptical. My dad skeptical. So it was, it was very much put into the closet for a long time. Yes. And I think some people probably that have had the gift when they were little or they were aware of it, some of them kind of stop themselves from experiencing it mm -hmm. and kind of close down. Do you find that with some students that come to you where they may have experienced it one way when they were little and then it changes? Oh gosh, absolutely. It's funny because people come to me and they, they say, well, when I was a kid, I used to do it like this. And they're trying to still do it as they were when they were a child. But you know, what we have to realize is that society has changed us, molded us. We have changed as people. And so therefore in that space of us changing, we now see, see life differently. And I will tell you honestly that my own personal mediumship has changed over the years that I've done it. How I started is not necessarily how I'm doing it now. And I feel that, you know, it's our life experiences that mold us into how we get messages from spirit. So just because you were getting it one way when you were a child is not how you're going to get it now. And also people also have to realize just because you had it as a child doesn't mean you're going to have it now. Uh, it might mean that you just might be a bit more psychic or you might be a bit more intuitive, but you might not have it as strong because your belief system changes. Right. We, we completely change as we, we go along. And so sometimes you could battle with your own emotional turmoil. Like, you know, well, I was brought up uh, this way. I was brought up uber religious or I was brought up this way. And so therefore people struggle and it's understandable. So, you know, it'd be great if we were all open as a child and remained open, but sadly we don't. Yeah. And you know, I, when you were talking, I was thinking about you know, with your show, the first time I discovered who you were was you got me through a really difficult time, whether you knew it or not at the time, but when I was watching Life Among the Dead and your mediumship readings and, and healing the people that came to you and receiving those messages healed me each time I mm -hmm. saw someone there. And I know you know this because I, I shared it with you later. Yeah. 
Um, and then I thought, well, I trust her because I'm watching her on TV and I felt like I knew you and then learning from you. And now I consider you, you know, one of my mentors and friends always because of that connection. Um, but I really, the point of me talking about that is I want to ask you, how did just being on the show, but also being as a medium change you? Because I, naturally, I know both of us, you were very shy when you were younger, right? Mm, very, very. Not a lot of people probably know that about you. No. That's important to bring up. So it's, it's interesting because um, me as a child, I, I was outgoing. You know, I was very much um, the girl that loved to dance around, the girl that loved to sing. And, and although I had been on the stage, I had been a singer, I had done a lot of stuff. I, I am, and I still am, quite relatively reserved and quite shy and quite quiet and very private as much as I'm, I'm open. I do like to have my quiet time. Um, so I do keep myself to myself. I'm not someone that is very, is comfortable being thrown into any situation. I'm someone who actually likes to kind of know what I'm going into, be aware. I don't like surprises or anything like that. <clears throat> so I'm very, you know, I, I, I try to, I, I, I cope with it very well. You know, I mean, you can throw me into any situation and I will absolutely turn it on its head. So... I, I think doing the TV show Life Among the Dead and Voices from the Other Side and then also going on to doing Lisa Williams Live, I, I, you know, I've had to become more open. I've had to not care um, too much. And that, that's one of the biggest things uh, is I've had to learn to not care what people think of me um, and to accept me for who I am and to actually not, not – have any issue with my gift or not have any problems with what I do and actually to be very very comfortable in my own skin and I think that's what the tv show has done for me is it's made me very comfortable in my own skin because the last thing that you want to ever do is google yourself trust me when you've been in the media you never want to google yourself so I just had to just sort of you know um just own myself and just say hey screw everybody else this is who I am so that was one of the biggest things that I think the TV show did for me. Uh, with mediumship, I think what it's also done is it's also made me understand love a lot more. It's made me understand uh, compassion, understanding, uh, unconditional love, emotional love, passionate love, all of the different layers and emotions that come with interaction with people. It's made me really understand what people go through, um, grief especially, and how the world needs so much healing. So I think mediumship on a whole has helped me in one capacity as becoming more of a compassionate person, more of a loving, more of a giving, more of a um, someone who is a lot more respectful, um, and which I thought I was anyway, but I've realized that I needed more of it. Um, to also that person on the other hand to not care two hoots what anybody thinks about them so in a way it's given me that ultimate balance having the gift and also being in the media has actually given me an ultimate balance and i really like who i am now i mean there were times certainly when i met you there were times that i was struggling with it all and I didn't know whether I liked me. I, I, it was hard to sort of fit into a mold. But now I've just gone along and done mediumship my way. And I've done it in a way that is authentic to me. Um, I'm not boxing people into, a, into 
you know, oh, this is how it should be done. This is how it was done. This is how the pioneers want to do it. Well, I'm sorry, but the pioneers were back in the 1800s where actually I live in Lilydale, this is where I'm at right now. Pioneers are in 1800s. We are in 2018, people. Let's let's move with the times. So I, I try to be very comfortable with who I am and have that that compassionate side. And and I think it's really completely turned how my how I am as a person on its head, really. Yeah, and I love that's like I have goosebumps when you were talking because that's what I love so much about your teaching um, is that you never put us in a box. Mm -mm made us feel comfortable being us while we were on the platform or while we were doing mediumship. And it, when you have a teacher like that, that may, lets you be themselves and really allows you to shine from the inside out, it really makes a big difference. So yeah. I can totally like attest to that. I've been through it. And that's why I feel like that's like part of my little brick with mediumship was because of that. Yeah. Uh, because when you are restricted to, <sighs> act a certain way or not be yourself, it just doesn't make it enjoyable. And mm -hmm. I think the big thing with mediumship is it's so easy to put everything, like a medium on a pedestal, which you shouldn't, first of all, because <laughs> we're human, but also like as mediums that some people that are just learning to do mediumship or practice mediumship, what would you suggest for them about having to be a perfect spiritual person. Oh gosh, no one's ever spiritual. No one's ever perfectly spiritual. I mean, seriously, um, I live in Lilydale, which is, for those people who don't know what Lilydale is, it's actually where uh, mediumship, it's the world's largest center for the study and philosophy of religion and spiritualism, which is basically mediumship. And um, we are all supposed to be spiritual people, however, However, go to the post office anytime after one o'clock and you will not see spirituality because, you know, it's normal for us to have a bitch, to have a moan, to, oh, something's driven us insane. So how can we constantly be in that spiritual place? Um, it, it, we're human. And, you know, I, listen, I love where I live and the people I live, I, I live in the community with are phenomenal, but we all, we all have moments. Um, and so, you know, I think the pressure, and I want to just explain to people, uh, beginning, take the pressure off yourself. All right. First of all, have no expectation and no pressure. Those two things are absolutely going to screw you and it's going to make you get into your head because the expectation of, I need to connect. I can't connect. Oh my God, what the hell am I doing? This isn't working for me. All of the expectation is really going to send you crazy because you know even if you're developing with some people you may feel like you're not developing as quickly as them that's okay everyone's going to develop in their own natural time <clears throat> and to give you some instance i actually wanted to be a healer i never wanted to be a psychic i never wanted to be a medium i wanted to heal that's what i wanted to do and i guess in a way i'm healing now but i realized it was my healing gifts that developed way after and so I had to follow my natural transition. And so I always say to people, go with what naturally comes easy to you. Don't have any expectation. Don't judge yourself on someone else's development and don't judge yourself on somebody else's expectations either. First and foremost. And the other thing is trust everything that you get. So when you trust everything that you get, you never know what's going to come. 
you know, you could be, you, it happened the only, only the other day I was in Scotland and this woman had never done a reading before. And she said, I've got this woman's mother and I think her name's Anne. And I said, what is it? And she said, yes, that's my mother's name. I went, see? And so she was like totally shocked, but it was about trusting herself. And don't pressurize yourself. Don't feel like you have to be uber spiritual because there are going to be times where your kids drive you insane, your husband and wife drives you insane, or, you know, the dog's peed on the garden and it's now ruined the flowers, whatever it is, you're still going to have normal human moments. And it's actually through those normal human moments that you learn mediumship. You wouldn't believe how many times that I have pulled on my own human moment and gone, God, the dog just annoyed me because he's peed on the flowers again and the flowers are dying. And then I've got in my reading, I've just gone, listen, your mom has an issue with the flowers that are dying outside of your house. And then she's like, oh my God, yes. And I said, and then I see a cat instead of a dog. And I'm like, it's because of the cat. And she says, yes. Yeah. And that's what, you know, her mom's using my frame of reference. Yeah. So, you know, in that spiritual context, Trust me, you are learning. <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah, I I totally have had that same experience with different mm -hmm. things. There was, there was one time I was doing a read. I was going to start a reading, and I went downstairs and got the chocolate chip cookies and ate like a whole row of them. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Mm -hmm. And then when I went to go do the reading, it, someone had diabetes, and I kept seeing the image of myself eating the oh the yeah cookies. So yeah. I, that's so true. It's so funny because in my readings, I often say to my clients, listen, if you hear, if you hear me moving around, I apologize. I cannot tell you how much cleaning I get done yeah. while I'm doing a reading. Seriously, because someone's mom might be house proud and suddenly I'm going around cleaning my kitchen and, you know, or I'll sit there and play a jigsaw puzzle, which I often do jigsaw puzzles, gets me out my head. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden I'm like, no, I want to go on to this jigsaw puzzle. And then, then I, I choose a jigsaw, which is all flowers. I'm like, listen, your mom loved flowers. Oh my God, she loved flowers. Because I'm drawn to this particular puzzle. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy, you know? I love that. I, I'm so glad that we're talking about this because I feel like people are going to really benefit from this. Now, I, I do want to go back to in time because as mediums, it's so easy to give, give, give. And yep. it's so important to have that balance and be able to be a human, spend time with family and friends, have fun, go out, but also do the readings. Yep. So remember that time when you were in the hospital? It was like a while ago. Yeah. You know, experience or have an experience where it was a very close call years ago. Yep. Yeah, I did. With us? Yeah, I did. Um, so what had happened is years ago when I lived back in England is I had a lot of gyne gynecological issues, you know, girly stuff. And um, the doctor basically said to me, um, you will never have children or anything like that. And he's like, he said, I've done everything that I can now. Um, I came over to America for what was three months and it was just before I was due to go back and actually this situation saved my life but not only did that it changed my life because I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today and what ended up happening is I was having this pain and I was being stabbed in the back and I was in this I was 
it was funny because I was having this dream that I was, and I still vividly remember it. I was in a wedding dress and I remember being stabbed in the back and I was like, why am I being stabbed in the back? And it was the actual pain. And I, I had this massive, massive pain and I thought, oh my gosh. And then I could see all these people around sort of like in shock. And so I woke up with this pain and I couldn't move. And I said to my boyfriend at the time, who eventually became my husband, um, and he's now my ex. But anyway, um, so I eventually, you know, he said to me, he said, I think we need, I was crawling on the floor and he said, he said, I think we need to get you to the doctors. And I'm like, okay, fine. So we went to the doctors who then, then immediately took me onto emergency. Now, bear in mind, I'm an English citizen over here on vacation, um, <clears throat> having to be rushed into emergency. And I'm lying in this room and my blood pressure is sky high. My pulse rate is sky high. I'm in absolute pain. They're feeding me morphine. It's not, it's not even hitting the spot. And suddenly I'm looking at this flowers all right and it was awful because in this in this waiting room picture the scene you're there like oh my god and then you've got this picture that you're looking at of a flower dying I mean like really how symbolic is all of this thing but anyway so these petals are dropping and I just kept looking at these this flower thinking oh my god that's really awful to be putting in a waiting room like this and then slowly it was like I closed my eyes and I had a morphine pump and I just kept hitting it every five minutes. It was like I couldn't get enough of this stuff to get me out of pain. And in the, eventually I just felt this slipping and I felt this slipping and it, I was slipping not up out of my body, but out of my body an angle, sort of like at a, at a 20 to 30 degree angle. And as I was slipping out, it, it was like there was no pain. It was great. I felt floaty. I felt awesome. It was like... Uh, you know the white light was there and I could see my grandmother and I was like oh my god this is fantastic she's like you need to go back and I'm like no it's great I'll stay here Charlie will be fine that was my son and she's like no you need to go back but I need to tell you some things and interestingly enough um I had this whole dialogue with my grandmother and she told me this all of this amazing stuff and then I got pulled back to earth with an absolute bump and before I knew it, that's when, you know, the doctors are saying to me, hey, you need a surgery, you need this, you need that. And um, they had scheduled me to sur for surgery, um, which was in three days time. But because it was a scheduled surgery, uh, my insurance in the UK wouldn't cover it, my holiday insurance wouldn't cover it. And so one of my one of the top GPs at the UCLA just said, it's an emergency surgery. I'm putting you into surgery right now. And um, it was in that period of time, those extra three days that actually happened in an extended period of time that I shouldn't have been in LA. And it was the three days after my surgery that I met Merv Griffin, who put me on TV, and here I am now. Oh. So, so it was had to happen at some point. Yeah, something was happening. And yeah. at that point, you were, you were living in the UK and then you... Yeah, I was living in the UK and I was actually over here on vacation. So I was only here for, what had happened is I'd read for someone that extremely famous and he said, why didn't you come to LA? LA will love you. You'll love LA. And Kevin and I just went, okay, why not? Let's just do it. Let's just have an experience. Let's bring Charlie over. He was four years old at the time. He's now 18, you know? So it's like, you know, we just came over for that period of time. And uh, then it was two years later. Well, it was, I came back over to do a pilot for a show. And then it was two years later that I had this random phone call from Merv Griffin 
um, and and uh, one of his producers that said, hey, we want to do a TV show with you. Do you want to come to New York? And I went, uh, sure, why not? <laughs> Before I know it, the TV show's been sold. So it's crazy. And it worked out that way. And it, mm -hmm. it's interesting because these things that happen in our lives, whether we're mediums or humans just living here and not doing the mediumship thing, it's almost like they kind of propel us or kind of change the path or make another path open up that yep. be there. Um, but also those little situations, whether you were going in the hospital, I'm sure it taught you that feeling of, okay, there's more to life than this, which you already knew. Yeah. That balance too. But also it was interesting because in that space and time, I wasn't as evolved as I am now. I mean, it was 14 years ago. Um, I certainly didn't have, I had an understanding of the afterlife because I've been doing mediumship for so long. But I also really hadn't got a, you know, a grasp of the concept. And what was interesting is there was part of me still scared. But as I said to my boyfriend recently the other day, is I actually said this to him. I said, you know, I have accomplished so much. And I'm so happy in my life now that if I, did, if I died tomorrow, I would die very happy. And he's like, oh, God, don't talk like that. Don't talk like that. And I'm like, but you have to understand that, you know, I, I have done so much and I am so extremely grateful to, for everything, every experience that I've had. And, you know, because I truly have. And I also know that it's a much, you know, that we don't just die. We don't. I mean, I, some of the readings that I have are hilarious. You know, I have mom and daughter still bickering and I have dad piping in and, you know, it's hilarious. And, you know, it's just a different dimension. And so for me, I just think it's, it's, it's lovely to be able to bring that through into this world so people can experience it. Yes. Now, I know that you have a summit coming up. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about that? So I have, um, oh my gosh, I have over 30 master teachers in around the world. And those master teachers have done extensive training with me and now teach mediumship. And what we endeavor to do is a collective energy of bringing students together from all around the world. So they all study together. They all do 12 weeks online with me. Um, you know, we interact, we chat, they have calls with me, all of these things. And then <clears throat> each master teacher will hold their own four-day workshop. And you remember the four-day workshop? Yes, you remember that. So that four-day workshop, then they hold it around the world at the same time. Um, and they all come together and we all teach at the same time. And what's beautiful is, is that as much as, as though the teachers are teaching, I also still have an involvement in that workshop. So I'll Skype, get on the phone to, uh, or I'll Skype with them and how are you doing? Are they, you know, what's going on? How, what are you struggling with? So I think it's really important, but it is advanced mediumship, advanced psychic. Um, and I'm just super excited. It starts on the online portion starts in, on um, the 25th of June. So that's exciting. And then we all come together in September because I'm actually teaching the group of master teachers and the master teachers have to teach my part of the summit. So it's, it's quite exciting. There's a lot of exciting stuff that's actually happening for me right now. And I'm, I'm just so blessed to actually be in this space and being able to do it. I'm so excited for everyone experiencing it because I feel like it becomes a family. Yeah. Start, it, it, mediumship uncovers, like it's not even just about 
connecting with past loved ones, it uncovers something in yourself too. Yeah, definitely. And it does. And I have to just tell you, I just blew something, but it was a little angel feather that was waving in front of me and it's now far down in front of me. And I blew it away and I was like, oh my God, it's driving me mad. That's so funny. But it was a little feather that was floating down from somewhere. So I love when that stuff happens. <laughs> like that. Um, so any other thing, I, I know we could go on to a whole new topic about trance and, you know, psychic, um, work where you can go in and, and connect with, um, missing people. There's so yeah. many things that you really can dive into with your teaching too. But can I ask one question about trance? Yeah. If someone listening was wondering about trance, what would you, how would you even describe trance? First, first of all, I will say it's not as freaky as you think <laughs> because I am a trance medium. Um, I've been doing trance mediumship now for, oh God, a number of years. I believe that you saw me in Chicago or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, trance mediumship is really awesome. Um, it's not scary. It really, you're not out of control. You know, you can always come back and it's just about letting go and just, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just about blending with spirit. It's about becoming spirit. It's about really, really bringing spirit forward. And somebody said this to me yesterday and she's a medium herself. And she said, Lisa, I want, I want to be like you. And I was like, what? She said, no, you, she said, you gave fabulous evidence in the message that you gave me. <clears throat> However, you brought through the true essence of my husband. She said, no one, and she said, and I felt him, and no one has ever done that. And I went, wow. I thought that was massive. She said, and I saw you blend with him so beautifully that that's what I want to do. And that's all chance is. Yeah. Chance is actually being able to get yourself in an altered state of consciousness and to allow spirit to impress upon yourself so magnificently this beautiful blend of energies that you just become spirit you're still yourself it's not scary you're just you're just in an altered state of dimension that's all and it is fantastic so i, I love it i love and i i'm now starting to teach more specialized subjects so um it's what it's what's passionate to me yeah and I feel like if anyone, like when I think of trance, I think of you and I think of Tony Stockwell. And those yeah. are two people that I've worked with when it came to anything like that. Yeah. And it is powerful. And the essence of spirit, you can feel it and the person receiving the reading can yeah. feel it. Yeah. And it's funny because Tony and I both have come at it from two different angles. He does a lot of transfiguration. Um, Tony Stockwell is a really dear person to me. I've worked with him many times. I've just come back from his place in England, Soul Space. And, um, you know, we both come at it at very different angles. And one of the first times that we ever worked together, <clears throat> in fact, it was the first time that we ever worked together, we actually went into trance together. And he did transfig and I did trance and I, w I was starting to mumble as he was starting to, you know, transfiguration and have all this stuff coming. It was just amazing. It's just an incredible guy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he is fabulous at what he does. Um, but you do, you get two different angles with me and Tony. Yeah. yeah. And are you guys going to do a class <laughs> together again? 
Well, we are talking about doing a cruise next year together. Okay. Um, but I would love to do a class with Tony. Uh, we dem together often. You know, he's coming to Lilydale in the, in the summer. And I said, he's like, will you double, double dem with me? I was like, sure, I'll dem with you. You know, but I mean, he's got the main, main night. But I, at the end when he, you know, because you have two, three hours, I think he gets tired. So I'm like, I'll come up and dem with you. So we do, we just, you know, Tony and I have one of those relationships where we just kind of you know it just we're like friends we just like, oh yeah sure i'll help you out yeah sure i'll do this oh no worries you know it's kind of one of those you know he's a great guy yeah love it well i am so happy that that i got to talk to you today it was so good catching up and oh, thank and you just having other people listen to your story and any kind of doubts that they've had when it comes to media or anything like that it's going to help them listening to this Good. And I, the only thing I can say to those people who are doubting themselves is, is don't, you know, don't doubt yourself. Always trust, trust in what, what, what you get and, and never give up. Never, ever, ever give up because if it's truly something that you want to do and you're inspired to do, then do it, you know, but thanks for having me. Seriously. It's been awesome. Thank you so much. Can you tell us your website so that when they want to get more info about the summit, they can go to your sure. website? Um, it's lisawilliams.com um, or you can go to lwissd.com or Facebook, uh, social media, anywhere on the social, Twitter, you know, Instagram, Facebook. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on it all. You'll just find me. Thank you again. Oh, thanks, Lindsay. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes and remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.